Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. You know, we try to instill all the good things in them, have morals, and to be something. One day they're babies, the next thing you know, they're off on their own. I'm Jim Burns. Adoption is a biblical concept. And according to Galatians 4-5, Christ came so that he might redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as his children. What a great truth to know that Christ adopted us and made us his sons and his daughters. Well, today I'm joined by two people who have gained a better understanding of this biblical truth because they have adopted three precious children themselves, as well as raising three of their own. In the world of Christian music, they're household names. I'm talking about Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth Chapman. Both of them join me today, not necessarily to talk about music, but to talk about adoption and their life together. Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth Chapman, today on Homework. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert, Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Marsh. In just a moment, we're going to dig back in the archives here for a, a classic track, as they used to say, a conversation that Jim had with Stephen Curtis Chapman and his wife, Mary Beth Chapman, a few years ago. And this was uh, when we were talking about uh, this topic of being adopted into God's family. And uh, we bring it to you, uh, your attention again today because of the need in the foster care system. And there are so many kids looking for families. But uh, this was at, during recorded during a time when the Chapmans had three daughters that they had adopted from China in their home. And of course, uh, since then, uh, their daughter, Maria, uh, tragically lost her life in an accident on their ranch. So, uh, But still, the, the, what you're going to hear is so powerful. Uh, we want you to experience this once again with us. A classic track from Homework. Here's Dr. Jim Burns. Well, I'm excited about today. In fact, I'm very excited about today. Sitting across from me is Stephen Curtis Chapman and his wonderful wife, Mary Beth Chapman. He's no surprise to anybody. Everybody seems to know his name on this uh, audience as a Grammy Award-winning artist with 47 Dove Awards and sales of over 9 million albums. Uh, he has performed before President Bush in the White House, church leaders like Billy Graham, Chuck Smith, John MacArthur, and the list goes on and on. Mary Beth and Stephen Curtis Chapman are using their platform now to raise awareness and resources that will directly assist families seeking to adopt. And it's most interesting because we've kind of had this little powwow right before we started about you all going to China, like, real soon. And yes. tell us a little bit about what's going on there. Well, we adopted Shohana four years ago. She's, uh, we, we have six kids, uh, even though one is about two weeks away from being uh, in our home. But uh, we have an 18-year-old daughter, Emily, getting ready to start college. Uh, we have two boys, uh, Caleb and Will Franklin. And then Shohanna, we adopted four years ago, went to China in March of 2000. And a long, miraculous, amazing story of God changing the heart of, of me. Uh, particularly <laughs> yeah, of me, my, my wife. That's the higher voice. That's yes, the higher that'd be, voice. that'd be Mary Beth, who just thought it was an amazing, wonderful, beautiful picture of God's love for us, and, and we've, we've been supporting adoptive families, very close friends that were adoptive parents that we had supported financially and just with prayer and friendship, but that was our role. We were pretty sure of that, and I was kind of quietly excited about, you know, this whole idea of adoption. She was uh, 
not nearly as excited. Our kids were all in school. We, you know, we were counting down the years to empty nest. And, uh, you know, when we, you know, really got our life back, you know, right. we get to go and, and uh, you know, do all those things that we couldn't do with kids in the house. And all of a sudden this idea gets introduced to us by our daughter, Emily, who at Your the daughter, Emily, is your 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the beginning uh, of, of the process for us of just being, I guess, immersed in what I call the miracle of adoption. It really is a miracle. I mean, it's the, the truly the closest thing to us really getting to experience God do a, a you know, one of those actual miracles before your eyes, watching my sweet wife's heart change to go from a place just going, I don't know that I could even love a child I didn't give birth to as much as my own. I already have biological kids and, you know, and what's it going to feel like and all that to seeing her become such a passionate person about this whole thing of adoption. Fast forward, uh, which is hard to do because a lot has happened. Shohanna coming four years ago, Stevie Joy coming to be a Chapman uh, a year ago, and us going to China to adopt her, which was a miracle in my heart because I thought one was it, and then God did did a work on me, and we went back and get got Stevie Joy, and uh, and now we are going to China, and we will uh, adopt Maria, uh, a little girl that I actually met on another trip to China, and a special needs. Uh, little girl there that just is uh, just stole my heart and I came home and told my wife and her first comment was well if you're gonna bring another child another little girl home from China she better be able to play an instrument because she's got to go on tour with you I can't do it I can't I got no I, you know I can't do you know more laundry more you know life of another child and within a week or two of us just sort of praying, of praying and, and me honestly arguing a little bit with God just saying God I just I think I think you're you're overdoing it here a little mm-hmm. bit Finally, I, you know, as he always does, God prevailed and won the argument, thankfully, and we're going to, to adopt Maria. Well, that's a great story. Mary Beth, you, you're, yours is a transition. You, you inferred that here. What, what was your transition? What happened from the time you said, I'm not so sure about this, to now, oh my goodness, you're not just talking about one, two, now it's three. It's, three. It, it's really been a miracle. God just really started working in my heart. When, when Emily started the whole campaign about, Mom, I think we, sh- I, we should bring a child into our family, a child of another culture, especially into our family, I was really keeping her at arm's length saying, I, I just can't, I can't. I went from that to she was so passionate about it that we started, I said, okay, I'll entertain the idea. I'll start praying about it. I'll start reading about it, start gathering my information. And the more... I thought, prayed, checked into it. The more God just a little bit of time just started, you know, putting cracks in the armor. And to the point that I was still very scared, but very peaceful that it was what God was calling our family to do. Not that I wasn't a nervous wreck. Not that I was like, what am I doing? The minutes leading up to meeting Shohanna in the hallway of the hotel in China, I'm sitting on the edge of the bed trying to figure out a way I can escape because it was just like panic because... I was holding on to the fact that I really felt like God had called us to this, but I was in my flesh so scared that I would not, that I would be not a great mother to her. I just, I I was so fearful, but it was weird because I just, I did have a peace and I walked out into that hallway and met this little person who had nothing in common with me, didn't look like me, never met her before, just this random little orphan. And it was, he was there, Stephen was there. So he, he saw the miracle. I watched the tape, and it's almost like it wasn't even me standing there because God just about knocked me over because it was immediate. I took that child. They weren't getting her back. I would have died for her. It was Mm. as if I gave birth to her. 
Um, and it was like, mm-hmm. I, I can remember standing there and kind of looking up going, oh, I get it. <laughs> I, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I know what you did for me, why you did it for me, how you have adopted me into your kingdom, into your family. Jesus, I get it. So it was a very, very spiritual moment for me. It, it really is a spiritual moment. We actually have an, an adopted child. And it, this idea of, of adoption, my, my understanding of God adopting me into his family, really, I, I, I even preached on that, but I didn't mm. understand it until it, the day that Christy Meredith came into our life as a two-day-old. You, can, uh, you, cannot, you yeah. cannot explain it. And right. I wish it for everybody mm-hmm. to experience it that way because it's so incredible. I tell people all the time that you know, when you give birth, when a woman when a woman gives birth and dad's there, it's it's a pretty spectacular. How can you doubt creation and God right. and this little miracle that happens? But with adoption, it's for me it was almost even double fold. I mean, it was like, okay, I didn't give birth to this child, but I feel as passionate and in love with this child who was you know randomly chosen for our family, but not randomly chosen because God chose her before the foundations of the earth were laid for her to be in our family. That is something that really is incredible and something special that those of us who have done the adoption process, we have that in common. We know, you know, as you started talking, I went, okay, I I get it. Mm -hmm. And yet one of the things that happens, and I think it happens uh, naturally with with our own birth children, is that, you know, we're, we're scared. I remember when Kathy, my wife, got pregnant with our middle child, we thought, oh my goodness, what are we going to be able to do? And I thought, am I going to be able to love Rebecca, our That's own exactly birth, right. as much as I love Christy, you know, That's our exactly oldest? exactly right. But, you know, you have these fears and doubts, and then somehow it comes together. Well, listen, we're going to take a break for just a moment. Great. And we're going to come right back talking to Stephen Curtis Chapman and Mary Beth Chapman about the incredible issues of adoption. That's right. Being adopted into God's family is our theme today here on the Homeward Broadcast. This is a a classic uh, edition of the Homeward Program recorded uh, very early in our uh, ministry's uh, broadcasting career, but uh, wanted to give you a chance to hear it again as we just bring out and underscore the issue of and the need for adoptive parents and foster parents here in the the church community in particular. And if you'd like to learn more about uh, what adoption has meant to the Homeward family, uh, you've heard Dr. Jim Burns talk about his daughter Christy and how much he uh, uh, has loved being her adoptive dad all these different years, uh, go to homeward.com, hit the articles and media section, and uh, just type in adoption, and you'll find a number of different resources and some links and uh, uh, some information that you can use. Also, uh, get our Good Advice Parent newsletter. It's a very, very helpful resource to use as a parent, whether you are a parent of biological kids or if you have adopted kids in your home or if you have both. Uh, we periodically have articles on that subject in our Good Advice Parent newsletter. The subscription is absolutely free, and you can start that subscription right now. Now, when you go to homeword.com. I'm Jim Burns with today's Homeward Snapshot. Oh, this crossword is so frustrating. Don't need any help? Yeah, um, it's one of those multiple answer deals. Oh. Um, first clue is the highest standard, seven letters. Hmm, seven letter word for the highest. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about quality? Hey, it fits. All right. Okay, um, mm. second part of the clue, a system of measuring duration, four letters. Measuring duration. Yeah. Hey, wouldn't that be time? Hey, right. <laughs> okay, so the answer is quality time. Uh, what does that mean? Well, it's what I really need from you, Dad. Well, at least he got the answers right. We live at a breathless pace at times. Overcommitment and fatigue are two of the greatest distractions from doing our job as parents. Well, your children need time. Your children need attention. Well, here's my advice from experience. Quit working so hard. Save some of your energy for yourself and your family. By the way, Dad, for a free tip sheet called 
Ten Commandments for the Absent Father Syndrome, go to Homeward.com. The wonderful music of Stephen Curtis Chapman from his CD called All Things New, and I encourage you to, to get a copy of All Things New, as I encourage you to get any CD that Stephen Curtis Chapman puts out, because it's just great, great stuff. It brings me, personally, closer to the Lord, and I appreciate it. Today we're with Stephen Curtis Chapman and his wife, Mary Beth Chapman. We're talking about an interesting subject. Stephen and Mary Beth have three adopted children, and Jim and Kathy Burns, our family has one, and uh, it's a very special bond that we all tend to have here. Anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. really neat. You have written a book together. Mary Beth and Stephen Curtis Chapman have written a book. Tell us about this book and why you did it and you know what the book's about. One of the neat things about that, that we discovered, one of just millions of miracles that have happened in this process, was coming home thinking, oh boy, you know, we're starting all over again. That's going to be hard. That's going to be you know bad. It turned out to be just this amazing blessing because you had a chance to redeem some of the mistakes <laughs> and some of the things that you go, man, if I could only have done this again as a parent, you know? Right. And all of a sudden we're getting that, that opportunity and we're older, wiser, of course. And uh, I'm just wiser. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's just wiser. I'm the one getting older. I do all the aging. She just does the Yeah, you both part. do not look even close yeah. to having a yeah. child who's 18 years oh, old. Oh, wow. Well, right bless there. your heart, you. buddy. But uh, like she that. really began to read a lot more to uh, to Shohanna, especially just a lot of the, those that know about adoption issues know also their attachment issues and bonding with them and all that. So she spent a lot of time reading, and Shohanna is brilliant. She's so smart, and I know you say that about all your children, but she's and like she the really smartest is. one in the Chapman <laughs> family, which is scary when she's only four. But she, uh, Mary Beth began to read, and I mean, every day I was seeing a new book, you know, laying on the counter, or, you know, and, and uh, she got a little, Mary Beth got a little obsessed with, with books, with this new excitement of reading a showy, and she came to me one day and she said, I found a few good books on adoption that sort of talk about it, but she said, I really think there's a place for, for another one that, uh, that really tells the story. And, uh, and, and I love books that rhyme, and, and Mary Beth does too. And I said, yeah, and we should do it as, as kind of a rhyming book. Because Shoei loves to finish out, we found with her, she loves to finish out the sentence, you know. She gets to know the book so well. And so, you know, I mean, it's you fun. Can't skip they, pages, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Trying, I or we read it like it's not supposed to be, and right. she's like, yeah, no, you, yeah, you no, throw in a wrong word, and then they, you know. <laughs> so we thought, well, we should write our story. And of course, you know, we love to tell the story, but not just make it the story, you know, the adventures of Stephen and Mary Beth going to get a baby, but, you know, create this character. Uh, of of Dot, a little ladybug, and those that know anything about Chinese adoptions know that ladybug are a pretty significant, you know, symbolic part of some of the the lore, I guess, that goes along with Chinese adoption. And uh, this little ladybug that finds a little baby uh, one day, hears a baby crying, and finds her just uh, on a pathway, and uh, and is and kind of takes the adventure, you know, hides away in her blanket and ends up going to the orphanage with her and realizing, oh, this is, I've heard of this place. This is where babies come for moms to find them. And uh, and moms and dads and special families come and find their special babies here. And so it kind of goes through that process and uh, tells her story and gets her to the point where a family is coming to adopt her. 
And so we're never mentioned by name, only showing dot, but it's, it is sort of our story uh, a little bit. And also, you know, with, with just the thought that, you know, some of the great stories that have really impacted, especially kids through the years, have been stories of, of orphans and stories of, I think there's that sense maybe that kids identify with, I think we all do, you know, of that, you know, finding my place, and, and it, which I think is interesting. I mean, we've discussed it, and, you know, I not get philosophical on it, but I think there's, I think it's, I wonder if it is that part of us all, that that longing to know our Father in heaven, to know that we're, there's an, if there's an, a spirit of adoption, then there's a spirit of, there's an orphan spirit, and I think there's that sense in us that says, you know, have I really found my, is this really my home? This I'm not, I feel home here, but I'm still longing for something more. And I think that's those Godward arrows, you know, in our lives. And our our thought was to write this book not just for adoptive families to read to their adopted children, but really even to introduce the idea to to others who might, you know, if I mean, I think our our hope and prayers it may be somewhere somebody gets a hold of this book, and even if it's one, hopefully it's thousands that would read it and go, you know. Maybe we need to be involved in, in this. Maybe this miracle needs to touch our family in some way, too. And uh, so wrote this story, and then one of the really cool things is your brother, Mary Beth's brother, yes. Jim. And you'll notice on the front it says <laughs> illustrated by Jim Chapman. we got to explain because everybody assumes that's my brother, if it's any relation at all. My wife's maiden name was Chapman. We met at our mailbox in college. Oh, that's my how we met. goodness. Isn't yeah, I did not know that story. Yeah, we yeah. met. Um, in Anderson, we shared, Indiana. Yeah, we shared a mailbox together so we kept seeing each other's mail and that's how we met eventually went out on a date and got married almost yeah. 20 years it ago. wasn't that you thought he was cute you just didn't have to change your yeah. driver's yeah. license I, totally I, I had it. It, was, I had it was convenience but only. subsequently <laughs> now my brother who illustrated this book who a year after we adopted shohanna went back to china and adopted that's their right. child and, wow. and isabel is now home with them and he is a school teacher in tennessee and is in my opinion a great artist oh, and you know the illustrations are absolutely beautiful we um yeah. we're very excited that tommy nelson gave him the opportunity to to illustrate the book because it's his heart as well and it really shows in the illustrations they're beautiful i'm real yeah. excited for him yeah I think one it's of the, a family affair yeah. Boy, it really is <laughs> it really is i i think showy's involved it's in it showy. here that's right is dot, dot still available well uh, if you ask well, showy, showy keeps she would tell you that we <laughs> found like, dot one day at right. the house because we got we, we had, had a ladybug infestation at yeah. one point last year almost every year we get these the, ladybugs we get them everywhere. everywhere and so showy found one and it was this is dot this is dad dot. this is her and uh, and we took her outside and of course you know let her go free because she knew that she probably wouldn't survive very long so she'll tell you well we we had the real dot and she had to go back and go fly <laughs> and be free so she's she's not too upset about it but you know yeah. she's she's that's what she, she loves tells. The book, isn't that great you know it's interesting that when you mentioned that kids need to know about adoption kids who aren't necessarily adopted because it really is a a major part I was speaking at a, a program a couple of days ago called uh, Soul Survivor. And I mentioned that one of our children was adopted. And then after it was done, all these kids came over to me and talked to me because they were adopted. But mm. sometimes I felt like they felt that their world didn't understand them. Right. And yeah. that's what's beautiful about a book like this is that it gives kids who, who weren't adopted still that opportunity to understand, oh, my goodness, you know, that is special. That is wonderful. Yeah. 
The other thing that you're saying is that you know parents have the opportunity. And what would you say to somebody who may not even be a parent yet? Maybe they're infertile and they don't have any of their own kids yet in terms of the birth children. But they're a little bit nervous about the whole idea of adoption. And you, you, know, you came into it nervous. Most of the people I know are. What would you say to that person? What kind of encouragement would you give them to really look at adoption as a possibility for their family? First of all, I would encourage them to continue to pray about it and just really stay open because God has such amazing things to discover through um, the miracle of adoption. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage people to just do, you know, their homework on it and, and talk to people who have been impacted, especially right. in the church, and encourage the church mm-hmm. and yeah, partner. We really yeah, want to encourage prayer. the church and partner with the church in coming around these families so they don't feel alone and isolated and like they're the only ones because the, the church is who we are, you know, asking to step up and say, you know, embrace adoption more and more and more and and partner with these families and and surround them with support and love and help and encouragement and finances or whatever. And then some of the fears start. That's great. That's, That's absolutely great advice. Certainly is. And the voice you were listening to, Mary Beth Chapman. She and her husband, Stephen Curtis Chapman, very, very well known to folks in contemporary Christian music circles and have been for nearly 30 years. Uh, Also as well known for uh, their adventures in parenting with their many kids, the kids that uh, their biological children and also their adoptive children and and some of the tragedies that they've had to work through uh, as parents in the public eye. Uh, We really commend them. This is a conversation that we recorded a few years ago with Stephen Curtis Chapman and Mary Beth Chapman on this theme of being adopted into God's family. If you want to learn more about that, go to homeward.com and hit the articles and media section. And now as we uh, wind up the program, why not? you got Stephen Curtis Chapman on the broadcast. Let's, uh, Ben, why don't you go ahead and roll another song from Stephen Curtis Chapman here on Homeward. It's I Once again, great music from Stephen Curtis Chapman, All Things New CD. Well, this has been a great uh, conversation, but I've got to ask you this question because I know you're heading out on a 70-city tour this fall. How does your family kind of adjust to being gone and the normal part of a family life? How do you make it normal for these people? Well, (laughs) truth be told, there's a part of my wife when, when I'm leaving on tour She's sometimes a little excited <laughs> to have the house to herself for a few days. And then within I'm a few weeks, it's, it's, okay, come home now. Because, yeah. you know, that dad needs to be there to deal with things. But we would both just have to say it is absolutely the grace of God. We jokingly but truthfully say we've worn out some of the best counselors that Nashville, Tennessee has to offer. You know, I have to daily just just remind myself that it is not about me and the more children you have, the more you realize it's not definitely not about me. You know, we just, I remind the kids all the time, you know what, it's, it's not about you and your agenda. It's not about me and my agenda. This is about us as a family. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when Steve's home yeah. or gone. Right. But it's it's basically being servant-hearted towards each mm-hmm. other. And you, you have to do that. Great, great insight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it isn't about us. It's about God. And we're trying to figure that out. And I, I appreciate so much your authenticity and your your genuineness as a couple and, and uh, in your years of ministry. And now I, I just want to tell you that we are so excited about this new adventure, although it's not totally new, but this new adventure in your life. And thanks so much for being with us. Stephen Curtis Thank Chapman, you. Mary Beth Chapman. Thank you. 
Well, that was an interview I recorded recently with Stephen Curtis Chapman and Mary Beth Chapman, and I appreciate their authenticity. So many times we see people up there uh, singing or speaking, and we wonder if they're the real deal. And Stephen Curtis Chapman and Mary Beth Chapman are the real deal. I appreciate so much. What a great family and what a great story, adopting three children from China after having three of their own. They're a busy, busy family. You know, the world of adoption is so important to me because Kathy and I have the privilege of having an adopted child. And uh, what a special gift from God Christy Meredith Burns is to us. And how much I appreciate and understand to even a greater extent how God adopts all of us into his family in a most special way. Certainly does. And of course, we uh, this being a, a program that we aired uh, many years ago, originally recorded many years ago with the Chapman family, of course, uh, after their three adopted children, uh, the, the tragic loss of one of their adopted daughters. But uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, the, the, the example that they've been for so many families to, to see what it's like to have a blended family situation, to be purposeful in, in actually choosing these children and adopting them into your family. And, and as Jim mentioned, uh, this is touching the Homeward family, of course, because of uh, Jim and Kathy and their daughter, Christy. If you'd like to learn more information about uh, what you can do to adopt, uh, check us out online at homeward.com. Hit the articles and media section and uh, just type in the word adoption and uh, you can follow the prompts for all the different uh, materials that are going to come your way uh, and you can take advantage of those opportunities. Uh, Think about it. Pray about it. And if you can support the ministry of Homeward uh, financially right now at this time, we'd love to hear from you. You can give a gift online through our secure website at homeword.com. Now for Dr. Jim Burns, our engineer Ben Camp, and the rest of the staff, I'm Roger Marsh. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again next time right here for another edition of Homeward. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.